an artist and mom-to-be recites her original ditties, marvels over baby development, and teaches baby C to ride a horse. Should I call them rhymes? They are, I, I refer to them as ditties. I think that they are appropriate for all ages. I mean, they, I think that they are good for children because they do have kind of this sing-songy rhythm to them. So the the target audience, while I am writing them, isn't necessarily children. It perhaps is the child within me Aww. that makes me kind of giggle. I don't know if you'd want to say a couple of them to him, if you have a couple favorites. Or sure. We are your captive audience. Shimming my sparkles out. <gasps> I'm shimmying my sparkles out. Even the ones that bring me doubt, shaking my shoulders to and fro to get each last one loose, you know? The sparkles have to see the sun to be the stars that they become. For dazzling bright and brilliant beams do no good inside of me, so shimmy all your sparkles out. The world won't be as bright without the special lights inside of you. It's what we're on the earth to do. Um, let's shimmy, Christopher, shimmy. <laughs> yeah. and they, I think that they they all kind of have a lovely um, kind of an acting out kind of thing. But what I love about it is it's it's like celebrating uniqueness, like celebrating who, whatever it is that makes you you, it's celebrating that. I really hope that Christopher becomes confident enough to just be himself. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that piece specifically because I was struggling to express myself creatively. And I think think that we have that shininess within us when we are babies and children. And then as we grow up, it kind of gets hemmed in and we want to put it put a good face forward and be cool and kind of go with societal norms and fit in. And we kind of lose that. Ooh, is it okay if I express myself in in this pure childish way this one is a little this is a silly one about being fussy Ooh, perfect so, it's called sardines and it has a little drawing that goes with it of little sardine suckers all packed into a tin and they're all <sighs> kind of cranky and cross and the, the ditty goes back off he cried but too loud for Tim, for her mouth, though up, was nearest to him. Will not, Tim scoffed with a grim set chin. Keep it down, came a shout from the other end. And they all rolled eyes up at aluminum, because such is the life when you're all packed in, and one bushes back about laying fin to fin. <laughs> Just a little cranky cross one about being cranky and cross. <laughs> and then I have... One more that I'll go do, um, and it's a to bed. It's about dreams and going to bed. Uh, oh, huffy and puffy, he turns in the bed with a humph and a humph and a nod of his head. He shuffles his feet to snuggle back in and lift off from pillow to let dreamland begin. Up, up. And away, he shouts to the stars and lassos spaghetti around Saturn and Mars. He tugs just a little and springs to a lot and soars into wonder with no second thought. 
That's so special. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Do you have one that you're looking forward to singing to your little one? Probably all of them. I think this and my favorite kind of <laughs> Dr. Susie things and sing-songy ones. And I just got a book from a friend called The Pout Pout Fish, which is so lovely and kind of sing-songy. But, I mean, have you, because, you know, I'm doing this podcast about play. I mean, I don't recall thinking about play when I was pregnant at all. Well, when I received your email that said talking about play, which I knew this was about, but I didn't really think about myself in relation to that. When I read that, I thought, oh, shit, we don't have anything (laughs) that has anything to do with play. (laughs) And I thought, oh, no, do I need to? And then I thought, no, that's I'm just my answer is we we have a play mat for inside and outside. A friend gifted us a rattle. We have loads of books and musical instruments. And then I was talking to David about what he thought about play. And I think we're of the bo- we're both of the minds that we're thinking we haven't thought that far because we don't know who, who this baby is. And so much of the beginning, I imagine, in my naivete, I imagine will be just the excitement of the baby learning how to see things and register us and learn ditties and nursery rhymes and and kind of react and us interpreting that so I haven't we we don't we don't have any toys or play or or preparation for it I think we're gonna try to go with the flow I don't know that is that what you did exactly I don't think it was until closer to like two months that I realized like oh my gosh what do I do with this baby all day how do I play with him we had a little book that a friend had given us and there was a little mirror in the book. And I put that in front of his face really close while he was on his stomach. I think like that's all we did. For sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he didn't want to hold a rattle when he was first born. He didn't know any of that. He just wanted to be close to us and have his needs met. Yeah. I think um, I was just reading from a friend who was, uh, a friend posted something about like, wow, oh, she was feeling guilty for not having given her son loads of toys to play with. And she read something. Have you ever heard of the Rye Method? No. I don't know very much about it, but she she's raising her son in this very cool way. And it's all about allowing the baby, from what I understand, allowing the, the baby to explore the world on his own instead of and, and applauding the things that they do and being there to assist and help when necessary, but not not overly interfering with their exploration. And it, it, I think the theory is they become to learn their body more and their own strengths and they get uh, confidence that they can do things unassisted. And she posted this thing about how when a child is developing so many of those years, their perspective of the world changes every single day. And so whatever's in the room the day before doesn't look the same the next day to them. And so that that is so exciting. Just just the development of growing and learning just the basics of seeing fine lines or colors in a different way. And it, I thought that was really helpful and fascinating. And have has anyone told you about the Wonder Weeks? Mm-mm. It's a book, but I didn't get the book. I got the app. You put in your due date and 
it tracks the development like crazy. Like it will tell you in X number of days, your baby's going to go through this developmental leap. And while it's going through this developmental leap, here are some of the things you can do to help your baby. And here's what they're going to be able to do now. And it's everything from like right now, he's going through a leap where he's going to be able to categorize things. So I'm showing him like if we're on a walk, I show him there's a green leaf. And then he has a flashcard that has a green leaf or he has a painting with the green leaf and I show him these different leaves and he'll, I guess he starts to understand that it's all sort of the same thing, even though it looks different. Cool. Yeah. So check it out. It's really, it's a good, good one to have. I, I did. I was thinking about things to share and talk about. And one of, well, one of them was this has really helped us. I don't know. Oh, baby sense. It's a book sent to us by Megan. Bowray and Ann Richardson and it's all about the senses that or the stages that babies go through that's so great that you're reading that now while you're pregnant I wish I would have thought to read more about once baby comes versus just being pregnant well I I've been joking about I didn't know that being pregnant you had to get a PhD in pregnancy and birthing I didn't I had no idea, but, and, and baby products. And I mean, it is so much for women and their partners to take on, but especially the women I feel, cause there's the pressure of having it growing within you and birthing it. So you have to learn what all the drugs are that they use in the hospital. If you're having a hospital birth and all the stages and I just, even the wild world of baby products, and what's the difference between a cradle and a bassinet? And can you use both interchangeably? And do you need, you know, I just, and all the silly names, David and I have just been joking about how you have to learn about the Bumba and the Kikuru and the, the Dakotot. And the, I mean, it's like a joke. It's never ending. It's never ending. And then to top it off, there's the reviews and then, you know, the positives, the negative, and then analysis paralysis is what my mom and I call it. Just, yeah, that sounds great. I mean, and I, I, go ahead. Um, another thing I have just learned is um, peekaboo. I was talking to David and I was like, did you tell me this or did Shannon tell me this? So maybe you told me this, but he, he said he told me this. That peekaboo is a way to teach the baby, basically, that when you go away, you'll return. So you your face is there you cover your face and you're gone but then it comes back and it's the baby's way of learning that when you're you're you'll still come back which I thought was so fascinating we were also talking about because my husband is from England and I was we were talking about kind of the differences and it it turns out that we had a lot of similar things one being this is so random but my mom used to make my ear into a sandwich which I have strong memories of loved it killed she would lay she would um put her hand on my ear and say well not this is the cheese and then I'm she would wipe her hand over my ear and do like and this is the mustard and then put on the lettuce and she would do little crinkly leaves around the sides of my ear and then she would put on the bun and then she would come really close to my ear with her mouth and go (laughs) and eat eat my ear and I loved it I just it was so I can't and David's response to that was like oh my gosh I used to have my mom I used to beg her to blow in my ear so weird 
first of all, I'm going to start doing that today with the sandwich ear. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Is it going to be oh. a bologna sandwich or a caprese sandwich? or? <laughs> what are the things? What are you going to put on? How are you going to touch the ear? Are you going to sprinkle it with salt? Are you going to, you know? Um, another thing I really loved was um, bouncing on knees. Do y'all do that? Do you do that yet with Christopher? Is yes. he too young? I don't even know. No, I don't think so. Steve does this thing where he'll stick him over his leg and make it like a horse. And I'll do a thing where I'll just put him on my lap and I'll go. And then I'll grab him and I'll say, I'm going to get you. And I bring him close to me and he goes, and he laughs and I kiss him. And then do you remember doing that as a kid, the horse thing or? I do. We There's a little nursery rhyme, which I'm sure we just made into our own thing, but it would be the, you put the, put your baby or child on your knees facing towards you and hold, hold under, maybe under the armpits. And it goes, you start out slow with your knees kind of in a bobbing thing. And you say, this is the way the lady rides. Trot, trot, trot. And this is the way the gentleman rides, chop, chop, chop. And this is the way the cowboy rides, chop, chop, chop. And you do it really violently, which my mom said violently. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> a hilarious. Was that for you to burn off steam or for me to have fun? I don't know. Uh, but then you split your legs open and the baby falls and you, you have it underneath its arm. And so it's like, whoops, whoops, don't fall down. You do kind of like a, a little dip. And so it's supposed to be a very fun, exciting thing or terrifying. I don't know.